Welcome to Let Go Lean In, a podcast of resources for your journey of transformation. What kind of transformation? The wholehearted kind, personal, professional, and spiritual. Each week, you'll hear different transforming practices to help you on your journey of becoming more fully you. We'll hear from others about their own journeys, learning to let go of habits and patterns that no longer serve them, and how they're practicing leaning forward to the wise woman God has designed. I'll occasionally include a book recommendation because, well, that's part of how I'm wired. I love ideas and encouraging others to learn and grow. Thanks for being here. Well, welcome, dear listener, to another episode of Let Go Lean In podcast. And I'm really excited today. I I say that a lot, but I have such a privilege to get to know in real life some of these wonderful women who are leading in spaces that you need to know about. And today, my in real life friend, Molly Higgendurfer, I never say your name right, but I threw all the syllables together, is here to talk with us today about the leadership value of respect. So Molly, welcome to Let Go Lean In. Thank you, Lisa. I'm super excited to be here. I know. I'm super excited to be here with you. And the last time we saw each other was over dinner with your sweet youngest going off to year two in college. So this is really fun to be together again. I want you all to know who Molly is in part. She's going to reveal that about herself, but I'm going to share a bit about her through her bio. So listen up. Molly is a seasoned project manager, most recently with a nonprofit. Proven process design skills, development support, email marketing, like Constant Contact, MailChimp, CRM management, Boomerang and Zapier, event management, Eventbrite, technology management for small business, strong skills, business analysis, sales, team building, and public speaking. She holds a Bachelor's of Art from Washington State University. So, Molly, welcome. But she doesn't say that she's a wife and a mother of two incredible young women and that she is a Christ follower and a delightful Enneagram 7. And I could go on, but we'll let you kind of talk about yourself a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, that that bio is pretty um, canned, but, you know, it kind of tells you a little bit about my professional experience and um, which plays into who Molly is and what how I how I show up in the world a little bit. It does play into it, doesn't it? Because those are the the skills that you get to demonstrate in the workplace. But Absolutely. there are a lot of other skills about you that you get to demonstrate as well in oh. other aspects of life and there too. So anyway. very much, very much. Yeah. Very much. I appreciate so, you sharing. Yeah, no, this is great. And and I did kind of just out of the blue say, hey, would you be a guest? Because you're the perfect example of a woman who is leading herself well without the title of leader. And I think it's really important for everybody listening to recognize themselves as a leader. And we talked about that a little bit already, but I'm wondering if there's kind of like a a time, a story, an event or whatever, where you kind of sat back and went, 
oh look at me I'm I'm leading hmm. does anything come to mind well I don't I don't know if anything immediately percolates but I think that in you know in every responsibility any any role that I've played through my work life which you know started when I was very young right out of college and then um, had a, I had a really successful career early in my career. And then I took a big pause, you know, for 20 years of raising babies and um, which I think a lot of women have done. And we kind of get lost in where is that, you know, where are we leading when we're chasing after toddlers and we're taking care of, you know, um, permission slips and we're doing all these things. So I think there's times when, you know, I look back on my life and naturally I, it was easy in the work in the workspace. It was super easy in the workspace. And when people would call me to do things um, within my, within work, I'd think, huh, I, I don't know that I am capable of doing that, but clearly they see that I am possible. It's capable. I mean, I'm, I have the um, capabilities in me and I'll give it a go. Let's give it a go. Right. So yeah. those are kinds of the times that I got to learn new, new skills, learn new technologies, um, find myself in a teaching training perspective, which I never would have seen myself in, um, from the work perspective early in my career. And then, you know, you move forward into all of a sudden the lady from PTA says, gee, Molly, I think you could really do more than you're willing to do. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, well, that's, you know, that's something she saw that I was very capable in leading myself, leading a program or something like that through the school district or through this, the, my kid's school, which, you know, gives me confidence and, and gives you the opportunities because somebody else sees something in you gives the opportunity to step in. Whereas mm-hmm. I never would have, I never would have raised my hand and said, oh yeah, I'll do that because I was, you know, feeling confident or desiring the respect, so to speak, or desiring the leadership role. I just kind of fell into it. Um, Likewise, in my current position um, with Forward, the nonprofit that I work for, you know, I've, because I bring diverse experiences into my role and because we're changing and we're such a lean crew, it creates a lot of opportunity for leadership. And that's where I have to lean in and say, oh, oh, I could probably do that. Or, oh, hey, could I um, share with you what I think maybe should happen? Or do you think that I could say this? You know, like there's yeah. there's those times when I feel like I have to be cautious and say, oh, do you think I could say this? So um, all of those put together, um, you know, show me a lot of different ways in which I've been called to lead, to lead things well. Not to mention the fact that I'm, you know, leading amazing women, young women that I've raised. and um, and and leading with you know as a wife with my husband and and leading my myself with my relationship with Christ that's you know probably the number one thing yeah and in all of those in all of those different arenas there's there's a way that we show up and well you and I know how that is because of how we're wired, but what was a time for you when you recognized the value of being yourself was, Mm. was what you needed to share? This leads in. Yeah. The value of being yourself and leading yourself is what you needed to share because that leads into the leadership value that you 
show oh, that, that I chose. Talk about. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. I had no idea. Now, I'm, um, I'm t- tricking you on this one. Yeah, you are. Um, so wait, say that again. The Was there a time, time when you recognized that how you are and how you lead yourself was mm-hmm. what was needed? In the moment. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know the specific example, but I know what you mean. So there's a time when I kind of feel like uh, there's sometimes people don't necessarily have the tools in order to make, in order to address the situation or find the solution or, you know, they're not skilled in a certain area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from my experience is it doesn't, I guess where I've learned for myself is that it doesn't serve me or anybody else to say, well, I, I don't know how, so I'm going to sit on my hands and I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But action is action is far better and far more productive and far more valuable than retreating and saying I can't or I don't know how or whatever that is so there's been many times across my career where there's a challenge out there and somebody's got to figure it like we've got this big initiative at work right now and none of us know what we're doing none of us know what to you know how this is all going to play out we all think you know we all have big high hopes about it but it doesn't serve anybody any one of us at this point to say I don't know or let's go hire somebody else because that really wouldn't work. So we need to just step in and and just go for it. And so I think that's how I've shown across my career is that I'm just that much more capable if I just go, all right, boys and girls, you know, I've got this toolkit that I've used in the past that I I know what I'm capable of myself all by myself, not to say that I'm going to do it all by myself, because nobody can but that I have the capabilities and the skills to go, these are the things I can identify this, the need, I can identify what the tasks are and I can go and research whatever those things are to move forward. So I think that's a, you know, I guess that boils down to is just management, managing myself well, mm. respecting my own self and what my own capabilities are. Mm. And hmm, is that what you're going with? Because that's at the top of my list. <laughs> um, but um, valuing, you are respecting yourself, valuing, valuing myself, yeah. valuing myself, and what I bring to the table, regardless yeah. of whether or not I have the answer. And I think that you know, there's so many times, and there's so many places that, particularly as women, we don't like to show up and say, "I only know 95 percent of what I'm supposed to be doing." Like we want to say, "I didn't know 100 percent plus 101," you know, to be able to do these things. Yeah, that doesn't serve anybody. And it doesn't teach anybody and it doesn't show, it doesn't call anybody to, to improve them upon themselves. Right. I don't. So I, I, anyway, that's a big long answer. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great response because <laughs> when you were talking about showing up and saying, here's the skill set that I have, let's get to work and, and see what can come of all of this. You're modeling leadership in a way that, is bringing people along to, to your last point. And, and I remember when I first met you, you were 
fairly new in your role and you were problem solving on the fly mm-hmm. at the retreat that we were at that mm-hmm. weekend. And, and I looked at you and I thought, wow, okay, she's someone who doesn't put herself out in front, but is very willing to get, you know, roll up your sleeves and get to work with whatever is needed. Also bringing people, you know, to be a part of solving the problems. I'm a big promote. I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, I'm a doer. Like one of the questions you asked me is like, what do I, what keeps me motivated? And mm-hmm. one of the big things that keeps me motivated, my daughter said, you can't say that. That's not, that's not, that's not going to work. And I said, I'm a problem solver. I'm going to figure out the solution. Like I don't, I'm going to beat it up. I'm going to chase it down. I'm not going to let it off the hook until I figured it out. And I, and it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be messy. It's going to be whatever, but guess what? I'll get it done. And I, and in doing so, I will show others how to do it as well. So I'm going to teach y'all how to fish. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be messy, but we're going to get there. You know what I mean? It's like, if, and I'm not going to do it all myself and go, la, 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 look at me. I did it all. It's going to be like, I don't know how to do. Let me show you how to not know how to do something and still get it done. Yeah. And and in showing that Mm -hmm. things can be messy and you can put, you know, the information, what do they say? Um, Building the plane in the air. I think you said that when we were talking about, um, you know, what's next and things like Mm -hmm. that, that that it isn't going to look pretty necessarily. And that's what a a development is. It is, you know, you take a step and you see, you know, are we still moving forward? And, you know, the whole fail forward. The whole yeah. fail forward. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I heard you say, respect yourself mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as a leader. Tell me some more about your choice of respect as a value of leadership and how how that has shown up for you in in your own life, but also as you've watched. Because that's a lot of what we learn about leadership is watching. Yeah, is watching. I think that... Um, you know, I had to look up like the true definition of respect, Lisa, because I was like, do I really know what respect is? Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm going to just like ground everybody. It's regard for feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions, or somebody's abilities or qualities. And I thought that, um, the, you know, it kind of, that kind of put me in a different place. Like mm-hmm. I, I looked it up after I wrote my notes and I thought, oh, well, that, that still works. Okay. Because, you know, whenever I when I look at myself, I'm like, well, am I, am I respecting myself? Am I caring for myself? Well, am I exercising? Am I getting sleep? Am I, as I, am I doing and feeding myself the things that I need to do in order to be good for others? Um, so that means, am I looking for, you know, taking care of my own abilities? Am I improving myself? Am I, um, doing what I tell others they should be doing basically? Am I eating my, am I eating my own dog food? Right. Um, and you know, I looked, I looked specifically at how do I show up in my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. How do I, you know, what does it mean to, to have respect for myself in my relationship with God? Yeah. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to call myself a follower of Christ, one of the things that is number one in that is that I'm obedient to him mm-hmm. and I'm obedient to his teachings and to his, um, his word. And in order for me to do that, I have to respect him. 
right? I like that whole question authority thing that that conversation has come up a lot around me lately. And I'm, and, and God's been the authority that people have been questioning. And I'm like, hold up a minute. You, how, you know, like that really spoke to me. I'm like, I need to be, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be a God fearing woman and I'm going to be respectful of God or obedient to God, I have to respect his word. I have to follow that out. And that has to show up in all my conversations and how I represent myself as a follower of God. Um, Cause I'm, you know, I'm one of his disciples and they always respected him. You know what I mean? Like they, that was hundred percent always. So additionally, I look at like, okay, so first to my God, then to my husband, am I respecting my husband? Do I give him the respect that I, that he needs so that I get the love that I want, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That whole um, Ephesians 5.33 that nobody likes, women or husbands respect your, you know, love your wives and As wives Christ respect love the your, church. Yes. yes, and your women and women respect your husbands and everybody goes, well, well you know what? When I respect, when I respect my husband, I get the love that I need. And that to me is an example of leadership and showing others how, you know, in my life and friends that I have and my children and showing them what a healthy marriage looks like. That kind of is how I'm leading myself there. Um, Am I on target on our conversation right now? Yeah, no, you're good. And and this is, this is a beautiful example in regard to respecting yourself. You're also... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hearkening back to an earlier value that yeah. was talked about this season, which is integrity. And, yeah. and that when you say you are this person by identifying mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. as a Christ follower, then there are uh, expectations around how you show up in the world. Sure. So respecting God, respecting your husband, respecting yourself, respecting others, that is a demonstration Mm-hmm. And it also is a value. And and I love what you're reminding us is that that people notice. Yeah. So yeah. So do you have more to say about what respect? Well, I can, that I can speak to that with regards to work and my friends and my children. And you know, they kind of all play out the same, but um, you know specifically with regards to employment in re- in work is like there are people that I have been around that I know that you know I respect their ability because they offer something that I don't and rather than coming into a place and saying this is how you know like you know what I mean just the basics you know this is how it's meant to be done I'm like yeah I don't know can you help me can you yeah. please apply your expertise and teach me to be better? Like help me be better. Like I'll do the work that I, I can get to a certain point, but then to turn around and honor and respect someone else and just acknowledge their abilities and, and acknowledge them for what they bring to the table yeah. and how they can influence and impact my, um, my work experience or my work product or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And it goes with, you know, it goes without saying like my name, I can go to my neighbor, I can go to you and say, Hey, can you show me how to garden better? You know, I, like, I respect your, your, like just in life, if you can 
give back and acknowledge somebody for what they bring to the table is magnificent and really um, a great way for people to thrive. And that, that works with my kids and with my friends too. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you're seeing it as as what you offer somebody. Mm-hmm. And in you you said earlier about the opportunity to bring something forward in any given situation as well. And so knowing yourself, but knowing that others need to be seen and mm-hmm. the demonstration of respect for them and inviting them to share their skill set, their expertise, whatever it might be, that that really is a great way to live out what respect is. And I think there's there's so many opportunities for people to be, for lack of a better word, you know, like above somebody else's station. You know what I mean? Like you walk into the grocery store and your and your neighborhood grocery store clerk that has chosen that amazing career for themselves, they're not they're not below me. They're, I'm not above them. They're like, I don't know what their story is. And so it's a matter of embracing everyone wherever they are, recognizing that everybody has an ability. Everybody has a feel. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has traditions. Everybody has rights. And we're all just trying to make it through. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're all just trying to do our best. So yeah. let's not squash the other one you know what I mean yeah oh I do know what you mean and and even if you don't get it back even if you don't get it back right Lisa yeah yeah it it is not in order to receive Mm -mm. but Mm -hmm. it is it is a way that we can can show others we value their humanity that's what that's what respect really is right valuing somebody's humanity and and who they are. And the one that we follow demonstrated that consistently. Right. You know, respect. I, I think specifically I was, I'm reading through um, the gospels at this point in my year of reading through the Bible and, and I'm reading a, a chronological. So I get to hear it, you know, three or four different times the way that this part of, of the gospels um, present and just thinking about the woman who just said, if I just touch the hem of his garment and everybody was telling him, no, don't, don't worry. Everybody's touching you. And he's no. And he respected her to hear her story, to stop yeah. and show value to the hardship. He knew you know, he knew who it was. He didn't need to know. He respected exactly her and made space for her. And and that's yeah. the kind of thing when you're talking about, you know, the the ways that we get to show up in the world, whether whether we are in a serving role or in a leading role or a alongside role, whatever it is. So I think those are great examples. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. You know, you said a little bit earlier about um, kind of alluding to the answer to the question about what keeps you motivated and moving forward. And I wondered if you mm. had more mm-hmm. to say about that, because that's always a a thing, you know, that gets in the way. It's like, oh, I still have to do, you know, 15 more things on my to-do <laughs> list. What keeps you moving forward? 
Well, I have this, I have this, um, it's so funny you said it that way too. I had this, one of my early jobs, probably the one that really launched my career. Um, I remember in, an, in the interview, the guy asked me, a man that I really respect still today. And he asked me, what, how do you make, like, how do you keep yourself motivated? And I was like, oh, I don't even, ugh, I don't even know. And for every, and I made it up on the fly. And then I was like, I better practice that. Like I didn't, cause I didn't have, this is an example where I did not have the answer. But then I said that I would do it, that thing. And I was like, oh, I better really do that. Well, it's really served me these 20 some years, I'm going to say. I'm sure it was a little bit more than that, but 20 some years. Um, That's a good round number. Right? <laughs> um, I The thing that motivates me it, when I get through the list of 15 million things that I need to do or whatever is like, I my thing is fun. I like to have fun, right? Yeah. Hard to have fun in that list of 15 things. But here's what I know about myself. If I motivate, I can motivate myself if I add in that list of 15 rewards across ah. those lists of 15 that gives me some fun. So okay. I do the hard things and the icky things first. And then when I get to okay. a point where I've done a several of the hard things and the icky things or the whatever things that I'm like the 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 grunt work, so to speak, yeah. then I reward myself. And whatever that looks like, I love eye candy, man. I love some retail therapy. I, I don't even need to, I don't even need to get my credit card out. I just need to go look at stuff. I oh. just need to go, you know what I mean? Just feed my spirit. I'm sitting here looking at you through zoom and I see all your amazing art behind you. Oh. I know that's something, well, I know that's something that motivates and feeds you, but me looking at that feeds myself. So I oh. know that I, that that's what that is now. When I say I motivate myself in this way, I have to make stuff up a lot. Like I have to spin the story so that it sounds like it was fun, Yeah. but it maybe wasn't a fun thing. So I have, you know, in my, in across my career, I've said, um, or across my life, I've said, well, because I have, because I'm motivated this way, I have three things I have to accomplish in a week. I have to go on a hike. I have to have lunch with a friend. And I have to do something fun, like, uh, you know, go to the nursery or go to the shopping with my mom or all these things. Right. Well, times are tough. Right. And sometimes I couldn't make all that happen. Mm -hmm. So walking to the mailbox sometimes counted as a hike. So I would call myself, you know, it's a mind spin, so to speak, for myself. And then if I could feed myself that way. And that is how I've cared for myself across these few yeah. years that I've been on this earth um, to really keep myself motivated and excited and keep myself able to work through the. Yeah, absolutely. Front. Being is creative, it, like adventures, you know, you can't have an adventure every day. No, but sometimes there, there's an adventure when you're culling through a closet or there's an adventure when you're working through a trouble, you know, troubleshooting a project. My adventure today was I had a problem at work that I couldn't, I couldn't work out on my own. I called my daughter. Oh, that was my adventure. That's so awesome. I involved her and that fed me and got me to my answer that I needed. And we moved through it really fast. And I was like, oh, all right. That's a win-win. Right? So yeah. you have to, you have to be, you got to look outside the box always. And that is a hundred percent, a great seven answer. Because like that. reframing 
is oh. is our is is like our superpower. Mm-hmm. My my favorite joke I heard before I ever knew I was an Enneagram Seven. <laughs> it really wasn't a joke. It was a it was an illustration in a psychology class when I was okay. in college. That's how far back, and that's been a few years. Okay, um, as an undergrad, <laughs> so the illustration was around the power of positive thinking. Oh, yeah. And what they did as a research study was they had a room and they were mm-hmm. using children mm-hmm. and they had a room where the door was closed and you open the door and it was filled with horse manure. Okay. And the response of the child kind of was, you know, just tallied. Were mm-hmm. they negative or positive? Negative mm-hmm. or positive? That's mm-hmm. all that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one was a little girl who said, oh my goodness, there must be a pony in here. <laughs> I thought, that's me. That's I'm my always girl. looking for the for bright the side in the pile. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and that's, I, po- that's- I, poly- I call it Pollyannaism. I Pollyanna yes. my way through everything. Yes. And it that's can an be old- super annoying to other people who are like, no, it doesn't always have to have a positive spin. And, and I have had to learn to be able to make space for when somebody isn't able to go there with me, mm-hmm. not kind of lead past mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they might be struggling. Yes. In any way. Yeah. That's it, it's respecting their feelings. Lisa. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like the way you bring that back around, Molly. That's perfect. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. But you know, it's, it really does boil down to knowing what you need in order to keep moving forward. And, and then to be able to invite somebody else to consider yep. that as an option doesn't mean it's yep. the one that they take, but you know, it's good to be able to share it and say, Hey, this is how I do it. This is the tool. This yeah. is the tool I use. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it looks like. Yeah. So I um, love to talk with people about what keeps, you know, not just them motivated, but what they look forward to, because my orientation in time is always future orientation. Yeah. And here we are um, today. Your your podcast is on Halloween itself. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wonder if you have like a tradition or a prep that you always do, you know, with your family and you're in the season I am now. Yeah. Empty nest. So weird one. What's this, what's this feel like for you this year? It's a weird one. So Halloween, right. It comes with controversy as a Christian. Yeah. I love the playfulness of Halloween. I love the dress up. I love that it brings communities together. I love that you have the fall festival. I love all of that business. And I've always loved it. And I don't like any of the dark, dreary stuff. I don't like any of the spookiness of it. I don't, nothing, right? You might find a spider around my house. But other than that, I'm good. I I have a huge tradition of um, decorating my house. So it's festive for kids to come visit. And it's fun and exciting. And it was 12 years ago when I'm deep in the midst of elementary school and prepping my kids for um, a festive night of wandering the neighborhood. I was like, this is, this is work. This is no fun. This is ridiculous. Why are we working so hard as mommies and not getting to really 
enjoy this fun, festive time. And I thought to myself, huh, I'm going to have fun with my friends. And I started a ghoul friends luncheon. Oh, I had a, I had a recipe that I wanted to make that I knew nobody in my family would eat. And so I invited a bunch of girlfriends over for lunch between the hours of 1130 and 1.30 when their kids were at school. And I asked them to come have my soup. It has been the most amazing tradition I've had from six people to 45 people at my house as an open house across the last 12 years. They rotate when you said, you know, empty nest. Now it's a whole different, it's a whole different game of people, right? It's a whole elevation. And like our friends kind of change out every five to seven years. And so as your life evolves, right, the people in your life evolve and they choose to be a part of something or they choose not to be a part of something. I keep the same exact list. I add to it. And if people can pop in for a bowl of soup or or a cookie or a muffin or whatever, you know, you always see all these fun, exciting, um, kooky cookie recipes or fun dry ice cocktails or whatever it is that somebody's um, trying, you know, inspiring us through with Instagram and Pinterest. Yes. And I'm like, I want, I want a reason to make these things. Well, my kids aren't around. So now I get to make them for my girlfriends and we've had the best time the last 12 years. So I'm looking forward to it. I have sent the, I sent the invite out, I think a week and a half ago. I haven't looked to see who's coming. It'll be a surprise to me when a couple of days before, when I make my soup and it'll be a great time. And I, I encourage, I encourage dress up. Nice. I love my that. favorite, my favorite costume ever. Is this true? Yes. My favorite costume ever was cotton candy. Was it real cotton candy or what did you use to make cotton? No, I made like my, candy? my daughter went as cotton candy in, I think she was in the fifth grade. I made her a cotton candy costume. I have lots of costumes around my house. Yeah. I made the cotton candy costume for her fifth or sixth grade. Maybe she's now um, graduated and living in Chicago with her big girl job. If that gives you an idea about how much I, how long I've kept that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed a costume in a pinch last year. And so I, I was caught in candy last year. So it's a pink sweatshirt with tulle wrapped all around it and a big okay. cone and tulle out the top. And it's fabulous. <laughs> it's fabulous. I love it. <laughs> it, goes, it goes from 12 to 55 really fast. <laughs> scalable i love scalable things totally scalable yeah oh that's great we've had it on that we've had it with the rain we've had it through covid we've had it on the back deck with the sunshine it's been great yeah cool friends well my ghoul friend luncheon how creative i love that well molly you really are just like in the sunshine all the time when i have been in your area and just sent you a text and you drop everything and we meet up it is it means the world to me and so i'm so thrilled to have you here to talk about leadership and how you've you know demonstrated leading yourself Mm -hmm. well as a Mm -hmm. mom as a wife as an employee as a friend as a daughter you know, mm-hmm. all the things. And as a sister. As a sister, yeah. I'm the just, one that makes um, the one that tracks the longest. Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just really grateful for our time together today. And I know that people are going to want to know how to connect with you. So I'll put all those things, my sure. dear listeners, in the show notes so you can mm-hmm. connect with Molly and uh maybe you need her to 
come alongside you with uh, something you're doing with your nonprofit. She's a really good problem solver. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, thank you again, Molly, for being here. Um, just delight. Just a delight. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let Go Lean In podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen and engage with the thoughts that come out of my head and into this microphone, as well as listening to conversations that I'm privileged to have with other amazing people who are doing great work in the world. I would really appreciate you sharing this episode or other episodes of Let Go Lean In podcast with people who you think would benefit from the information that is being shared here. Also, it's always a great help to others by liking and subscribing to the podcast so that the SEO goes up and Apple podcast and where you listen to podcasts will show the podcast as interesting and available. So please help us out to get the word out by liking and subscribing and coming back next week. Thanks for being here.